thank you for that introduction and I can go ahead and start first if that's all right. Okay, and then again, as as mentioned last time, if I myself start lagging or freezing or cutting out, just let me know and then I'll have to turn my camera off and go from there. And otherwise, good morning, my name is Aaron Lockett. I am a fifth year mechanical engineering undergraduate at Cal State LA, and I'm also part of the ECST student outreach team working with MESA at Cal State LA, which stands for Mathematics, Engineering, Science, and Achievement. So while I'm a student studying engineering, I'm also participating in student outreach with middle and high school students, uh, which is why I'm here today. It's part of what I enjoy doing. But while I'm studying to be an engineer, I get to give back to all of you students and share what my experience are to help you figure out what you want to do best and to help guide you in your future careers. So that's a little bit about me today. So um, I guess I'll go next. Um, hi everyone, my name is Veronica Cifuentes and I am a second year mechanical engineering undergrad at Cal State LA. And just like Erin, I also work as um, with the outreach here, the ECST outreach. So um, I basically do <laughs> what he does. Um, so yes, I'm here to share my story today to help um, nav like help you navigate through what could be if you choose to go into the STEM career uh, fields. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, our third member is coming in right now. Should we uh, let her get situated and then we'll ask Carolina the same question. Hi, Carolina. Hi, sorry I'm a little late. All good. Uh, we were just doing our intros and our, our positions. Our okay. So, hi, my name is Carolina Gonzalez. I'm a second year mechanical engineer at Cal State LA. And yeah, I work with uh, Mesa. And that's very exciting, doing outreach. All right, perfect. So I guess uh, let's kind of go into maybe uh, why Cal State LA, why engineering, um, that kind of deal. Yeah, sounds good. And then is everyone okay to stick with the same order for now? Awesome. All right. So. Why engine? Why Cal State LA and why engineering? So first, I'll start off with Cal State LA, and I'll keep it. Uh, I'll try to keep it brief because I can get into detail sometimes. So the reality of it is that I didn't want to go to Cal State LA at the very first, um, at the very beginning when I was choosing my universities, when I was applying for university, and all of that. Cal State LA was my essentially second to last option right above community college. And I'll talk about that later, how community college is an amazing option, which you shouldn't discard or discredit. But I didn't want to go to Cal State LA. So why did I come here? Well, I looked at the other schools and they were really expensive or I actually didn't like the areas where they were at. And I gave Cal State LA a chance, even though I really wanted to go to Arizona State University to get away from home, to check out their super cool engineering program, and to be involved a little bit with 
the the party aspect of their school they they're known as a bit of a party school so i wanted to enjoy and live a little bit of my college experience but that was really expensive and it wasn't an ideal option so i stepped back and considered cal state la for a moment checked out their campus it wasn't so bad not as bad as i thought i learned more about their programs than i did from reading up online or looking at emails actually going to the campus and checking it out and hearing what the faculty had to present and talking to them a bit and asking questions was very helpful. So I realized that their engineering program was very strong. And I also got a good financial aid package from Cal State LA, which is something we'll get into more detail later on. So even though Cal State LA is only 15 minutes away from where I live, and even though I have to stay at home with my family, uh, I chose Cal State LA because I decided to give them a chance after seeing their strong engineering program and the financial aid that they had to offer. That seemed like the best option to me. And looking back almost a little over four years ago, going into five years, I have no regrets whatsoever. So I say, consider all of your options. You never know what you might find. And mechanical engineering, I was good at math and science. I talked to my friends and my teachers in high school, and they suggested checking out engineering <clears throat> because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So then I went to check it out, and it was I was a little bit uncertain in the beginning, but after I finally got into the, the lower division and upper division engineering courses, I started to enjoy more of what I was doing. So it takes a while once you get into college. You have to take your uh, your general ed requirements but once you get past those and into the actual meat and bones of engineering that's where I found my passion so I had to kind of take a leap of faith for a moment based on what I was advised from my friends my teachers and it worked out for the best so far so I'll go ahead and pass on to yeah Veronica um, so why Cal State So for me, um, I had finished my senior year um, through Zoom. I was the a graduating class of 2020. So um, when I had to decide to stick to a college, uh, just like Aaron, Cal State was not my first option. Um, I had actually received um, a full ride from Cal Poly Slow, um, and their engineering program was um, it's really well recognized. But um, with everything that had um, happened with COVID and just seeing like so many things happening, um, I did want to stay close to home, um, close to my family. I mean, um, I've never <laughs> gone out of like state or anything alone. So it was going to be a huge jump, especially during um, the time in which we were in. So um, for me, Cal State LA, um, I stayed here locally because um, primarily um, for my family. But I was always involved with the center, um, Cal State LA, because I was a MESA student. Um, I had seen how um, incredible they were with their engineering program as well. I mean, the reason I decided to go into engineering was because I was a MESA student. Um, one day I came, in, I came in into the Boeing open house and I just, I knew engineering was um, what I wanted to do. So, um, just like Aaron, I have like absolutely no regrets about Cast in LA. I mean, it's a really good uh, university. It has really good curriculum. And above all, it has a really good support system, which is something that's so important in college. 
So yes, that's why I decided to come here and um, why I decided uh, to major in mechanical engineering. So I'll pass it on to uh, Carolina. Okay, so with me, my story is a little bit more different. I came from an all-girls STEM school and we were really pushed into going into these big name private institutions, which you were gonna drown in debt, but, and that was my dream. I was one of those kids, but unfortunately I didn't get in and I was crushed, but, <laughs> and once again, like Eric, I said it was a little bit above a community college. And then I received, uh, I went to Launchpad. It's a program uh, offered for, well, when I was in it, it was offered for girls. Now it's for both. Uh, guys and girls, but it was really an eye-opening experience. And it's one of the big factors on why I chose Castellari because I knew the campus. I wasn't gonna feel so so much of an outsider. And financial aid is really great. Like I feel a lot more independent as well. I am, I'm able to afford my own things. I'm not in debt, which is a great thing. And the program is really amazing as well. I, I've known Veronica from the program with, that I did in high school. Um, I just love it here. I really do. And I don't regret not going into these big name institutions. I really love it here. So yeah, um, that, that's my story. <laughs> Can I jump in with a shameless plug? Well, not so shameless, but uh, we mentioned Boeing, the seventh annual uh, open house for Boeing is going to happen October 9th. I'm gonna post the link if you guys are interested in learning more about it. Uh, I'll post it in the Google Classroom so you guys can, uh, where is it? Here's the form to register, all right. So great opportunity. You start looking for these opportunities. Uh, and if they're made available to you, then you kind of take advantage of them. So that's, that's a really good strategy for all of us. Uh, I guess, from here, maybe we can start talking about, uh, you mentioned financial aid, Aaron. So maybe kind of ways to get into college, what, what works, what doesn't work. Can you guys touch on that? Yeah, I can go ahead and then just to keep things simple, I know Catalina, we went ahead and switched back and forth the other session, but we can go ahead and just keep the same order if that's all right with everyone. Okay, cool. So yeah, with financial aid and paying for college, that's it's a huge and scary thing. And I'll bring up some points that I didn't go over in the in the last meeting. But to prep before you get into college, um, and during each year that you are in college, there are a number of things to consider. Right now, you can apply for something called FAFSA. It's F A F S A, and that's your federal federal student financial aid. Um, that's what's going to help you pay for school um, through the through government funding if you're able to qualify for financial aid. Uh, it's easier to get FAFSA if you, you come from a low-income background, but even if you have middle or high income in your household, uh, don't hesitate to apply because you never know um, how much you'll be considered for financial aid uh, it's always worth a shot to apply. So everyone apply. You, the government is going to uh, provide as much financial aid as they are able to given your current situation. And that's one way of getting help to pay for school. You can get help through either uh, grants, 
which are which is government money that they give you for free you don't have to pay anything back so it's essentially like a scholarship from the government and then you can get all you can also get student loans which you do have to pay back to the government but that's another form of financial aid that they offer to help assist you pay for school and the last item that i would like to bring up are scholarships both inside and outside of your of your university scholarships are an excellent way to help pay for school and reduce any costs so and pay for additional expenses that go on with being a college student such as paying for books paying for food gas other expenses if you have to help pay for household expenses and stuff like that applying for scholarships is uh, one thing that a lot of students can over overlook or get dis discouraged by because it's a very competitive atmosphere but again it never hurts to ask so whether or not you feel qualified for a scholarship or for financial aid or for any of these items apply that's that's the first step apply and then the worst that could happen is you get a no as a response but you'll never find out unless you apply you'll never know whether you could have gotten something unless you apply so apply for scholarships online outside of school as you can and then once you get into your university they'll have exclusive scholarships for you as a university student and there are also opportunities within different student organizations that you can be a part of and those have more scholarship opportunities for you to apply to so veronica if you have uh, you can go ahead and chime in next um, i think aaron summarized it very well but um i'll focus more on the scholarship aspect of it um just this last year alone um we received a lot of scholarship opportunities we could um, apply to and to be quite honest i wasn't going to apply to many um just because that self-doubt is always um a part of my persona my um just who i am so um but luckily, um, I did talk to Thelma, who's a director of the outreach, and um, she just kept encouraging me to apply. So um, just this in last spring, I did apply to, I believe, three, and I did receive all three of the ones I had applied to. So um, just as Erin was mentioning, just apply. I mean, the worst that they can say is no, and you'll be so surprised to see um, that you might actually qualify or you might actually receive those opportunities. But something that I do suggest for you all is just to apply, do the work. And um, it goes a long way, actually. Even if they do say no, you learn next time what you could do better, how you could progress it, or like just how time-wise it takes. So just take all the opportunities you're given because um, they all matter, even if you get a no. So um, that's my personal advice. Um, yeah, just apply, apply, um, ask for the letters of rec early on. And um, yes, don't don't ever hesitate. I mean, the worst that they can say is no, but you'll be so surprised when they do say yes. So uh, make sure to take use of all opportunities you're given. I mean, going off of what Veronica and Erin said, I mean, that's amazing advice on its own. Um, I mean, you guys have the privilege of living in California, which has all of these amazing opportunities. You guys get in-state tuition, which is amazing. And then Cal Grants, to apply for Cal Grants. 
you guys automatically get money for just living here. And if you have uh, good grades, it adds on. So don't forget to apply to that. Apply to FAFSA, even if you think you're not gonna get any money, you never know. Once again, it might surprise you. And if, you're, if you end up applying to a private institution, there's an application called, uh, oh, I forgot the name, but it's through College Board. So I highly recommend you to apply through everything, scholarships, even if you don't think you're gonna get it, do it because you just never know. It, going off of what Veronica said, it might just surprise you. Sorry, wrong button. Uh, does anybody have any specific questions? You could put them in the chat, right guys? So you're not part of this as well. Uh, all good information. I guess uh, let's move into college life then. So we all went through a pandemic and it's been difficult to kind of find the motivation, especially in these times. Like what, what are some, what are some strategies that you guys have or how do you feel about uh, motivation? Staying motivated in college or staying motivated in school? Yeah, I can go ahead and answer that. That's a great question. And as Mr. Saragosa said, if there are any questions, please, you can raise your hand and we can hear, we can, we can hear what you had to ask, or you can mention in the chat and we'll answer as best as we can. But staying motivated in school, um, especially in the, the virtual environment, it's not easy. Whether you're a middle school, high school, college student, school just became that much more difficult. I'm sure you can all agree and understand on that point. We're, we're all on the same page with that. So before COVID, focusing, get, staying motivated with school um, was more of managing my time and my responsibilities because sometimes I would I'd take on too many things at once. So I was involved with part-time job. Uh, I was involved with student clubs on campus. And I wanted to spend time with my family. And then I also had to manage a full academic course load with my university. So sometimes I'd have too much uh, on my plate. I would get overwhelmed by school. I'd start to forget about school. And that's one thing with being a college student. School becomes your responsibility more so than ever because nobody's telling you that you have to go to school. Nobody's telling you that you have to go to class. Nobody's telling you that you have to do your homework or take an exam or a test this is all on your responsibility you're paying for school and it's your choice college is not a requirement as high school and middle school are so you won't have your parents as much or even your professors at that point telling you what to do they'll they'll give you the assignments and they'll let you know what needs to be done but they're not going to be encouraging you every day or every week to get your work done if that makes sense so it's easy to let things fall through the cracks and forget about things and to procrastinate i'm very guilty of that myself so in procrastinating and getting busy with everything else the pressure starts to build up and all these assignments come barreling in at the last minute so i, I start to lose motivation oh it's, i can't do this it's too much so time management is a big thing for me. Make sure you're managing your time so that you a lot you you chart out enough time to get your academics done, and then after the 
after that, you chart out enough time for your next responsibilities and then for your rest, recharge and uh, personal time, then time for family and otherwise. So time management and prioritizing your responsibilities, that's going to help you stay motivated. It'll prevent you from getting overwhelmed and just it'll it'll keep you aware of what needs to be done and how much time you have to do everything so that you you can break things down on a reasonable scale and do things while you have the time and capacity to limit your stress levels and to prevent um, yourself from getting overwhelmed later down the road. That's what I had to do a little bit. Um, I had to step back and reprioritize myself. Um, and a big part of that is resting and recharging. If you just go straight into school and you're, you're doing school 24 seven, you're gonna get burnt out. So just like your, your phone or your tablet or your computer, you have to recharge at a certain point so that you can keep on going. Uh, that, that means you know finding a, a balance between doing your work and taking time for yourself to relax, enjoy, to de-stress a little bit and get your mind off of school. You have to find that balance point and that's also going to help with your motivation. During the pandemic, this became very essential because it's easy to slack off on your assignments and work and stuff. And it's hard to get that rest and relaxation as well because you can't hang out with your friends as you used to. You can't really go out as much. It feels like you're trapped at home. So uh, trying to find new hobbies to get that rest and relaxation going and um, doing as best as you can to stay updated with your school assignments. And again, chart out your schedule, manage your time, use a little planner, write things in a calendar, post-its. I'm sure Veronica and Carolina can share a couple of different things they do, but that's that's a little bit on my my end, and I want to give some time so that they can share as well. Um, so as I'm going to go back and hop on to what Aaron was saying, um, for me, I think it was a little harder just because I was in that like senior slump. So going into um, my freshman year in college and then being at home 24-7, it was a little harder. Um, I did get very distracted in my first semester. I mean, there was a lot like I could have done just like Netflix. I'm like, I could just watch the Zoom recordings later. But um, that did catch up to me. I did not recommend it. Um, so after I started to like realize I was a little like falling behind, I mean, I, it was like a click for me that I had to like, just, just get back on the wagon and just move forward. So um, by doing that, I actually, um, started to like make my own um, like bullet journal, um, like agenda wise. Um, I had so many to-do lists. It was just like a bunch. I still have the sticky notes from my first two semesters of everything I had to do. And just like, I actually had this conversation with um, my advisor yesterday, how to stay motivated. And um, those to-do lists that I would do, it would um, actually keep me motivated because I had these really long lists of everything I had to do. And just like crossing one thing off just like kept me going. I'm like, so if I did one, I could continue doing the other. And yes, time management is so crucial because you do have you have your family, you have your friends, you want to have your social life. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure everyone wants to have that like good academic um, standing as well. I mean, for me, I'm like really hard on myself academic wise. So um, when I started to fall behind, I was like, no, it needs to click. I need to move on. So 
for me doing that like bullet journal and just fixing out my time management it really helped me going forward I mean my second semester was so much better than my first um I managed um my time better I would actually focus in my zoom I wouldn't like be distracted so that was one thing that I progressed from first semester to second semester and um yes I do recommend those bullet journals or just having an agenda or a or a calendar or planner just to like manage what you have to do and it does feel like I had this conversation as I mentioned yesterday and um, my advisor was mentioning that for everything I do I could reward myself with something so um, for me everything I crossed off I would be able I'm such a bookworm too <laughs> so for everything I would cross off I would um, actually go back and like read for a few minutes because I knew I had accomplished something and that just kept me going because books are really good I mean for me <laughs> but that was just on my case so um I do recommend doing to-do lists those those really do help and they make you feel like so much better about yourself once you cross all those things off um but yes enough of that um just focus on your time management find something that works for you to like organize everything around and that, that's pretty much it. I'll let Carolina give you some more advice on that. So going off of what Veronica said, I actually do the same to-do list as her, but I'm a little bit more old school. I've been doing this since high school and I was always like doing something and I had very little time for myself. So I just love, I have lists and like papers of just me writing to-do lists from years ago because I just love the satisfaction of highlighting it or just crossing off because I just feel so accomplished. I feel productive and I have a big problem of procrastinating. So the more I try to manage my time, I just somehow manage to procrastinate, which I do not recommend to do. It's a horrible habit of mine, but I've been really working hard to work on it. And the thing that I do to help manage it is through Excel. Um, I have these Excel sheets and I've separated it through semester and what I, uh, I do is just go through the syllabus, have a list of uh, assignments that I know that are big assignments that are worth a lot, and I just have the due dates on them. And every every few days I go check on them, and then I just know I have to do that in the back of my mind. That way you don't fall behind and don't forget them, because most of the time some professors won't even bother telling you, hey, you have this big assignment due. You, you need to do it. They, they just won't tell you. They'll, they'll forget too sometimes, so it's just... It's a lot to handle, but um, just time management, be, be good with that. And then just staying motivated, um, have things to do on the weekend. So that way you have something forward, look, something to look forward to. And then by doing that too, you can build long-term goals as well. Um, I don't know, Erin, the other day you explained that to me so beautifully that like, I don't know if you want to touch more into that. Yeah, I could definitely go into that. I. Uh, you you reminded me of that, and I also thought about it as I heard Veronica talking, and uh, I mentioned a bit in the chat about um, setting goals to stay motivated, because when you have a lot to do, it can uh, kind of be overwhelming. Let's say, for example, college is at least going to, or on average, it'll at least be four years. That's a huge amount of time right now. Four years seems like forever almost, but before you know it, four years will be gone just like that. And it's just a matter of um, one thing that helps with that to, to help you gain a vision and a motivation is to chart out some goals. So in looking forward 
it as to, to tie in a bit with what Catalina mentioned about looking forward to things such as hanging out with friends or family or other events outside of your responsibilities that you can enjoy once you complete your responsibilities. Setting goals for your responsibilities is something that I really um, use and I really benefit from for building motivation and staying motivated consistently. So with the four-year plan for college, you write that out as your, your big four-year goal, right? But you don't just leap to get to that goal in one step. It takes some time. There are steps in between. There are small goals to accomplish. You have four years that you can break that down into. Those years you break down into semesters. Semesters you break down into months and weeks and then daily responsibilities and activities so that you can get all the way down to Look, I completed another day of school, another exam, another set of assignments. All this is getting me closer to that big four-year goal. I'm going to keep on going and take a, tackle another day, another week, another month of school and bring myself closer to graduating, to getting my degree in STEM towards moving forward in my career path and all these different things. If you can grab onto those little tangible items, you you visualize it, not just see it in your head, but you say it out loud, you verbalize it, share it with friends and family, write things down, draw a little map. I know I'm more of a visual learner. I don't know about Carolina and Veronica and Mr. Saragosa yourself, but uh, seeing things on paper on a whiteboard, for some reason, it's always a whiteboard that, that helps me understand things more so than on a piece of paper or on a computer screen. It just, it, it clicks. If you write one plus one equals two on paper, I'll get confused. You write one plus one equals two on a whiteboard. It, it makes perfect sense to me. But, you know, visualize some things. Uh, I, I feel like I'm resonating with some students here where that whiteboard is just magic. It's eye-opening. But visualize some things and that will help you to grab on to your small goals and small accomplishments and take joy in those and celebrate those because you should. And that when you celebrate things that you, your accomplishments and you take pride in what you're doing, that's also going to help build motivation. Hey, I finished my homework assignment on time. I passed that exam, this, this, and that, you know, take joy in those. Those are the small goals that get overlooked. And it's, there's so much going on within those four years, but if you take joy in those and also use those to keep track of your progress, then you'll build a lot more motivation that will keep you going uh, throughout any, any situation, college, work, high school, anything that's going on. Setting goals is essential, I would say. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm a master uh, procrastinator myself, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take all those to heart, all those tips, good, good, uh, good talk. Um, so I guess in our list, we wanted to know a little bit more about women in STEM and, uh, you know, kind of like what motivate, is there one person that motivated you? Uh, let's see, uh, what is being a woman in such a male dominated career like? Least favorite part of STEM, what's your dream job? Uh, what's your opinion on the idea that so many more women are majoring in STEM and is STEM important? I guess your feelings on uh, women in STEM, where it's been, where it's going, does it look promising, experiences that you've had? 
Uh, we could start with Veronica, I guess. Um, so for me, I think the person that inspired me mostly to go into a STEM-related major, um, it was my dad, actually. I mean, um, he actually didn't get the opportunity. I'm a first-gen uh, student, so he didn't get the opportunity to, like, complete his education, but I'm like... I'm so sure that he would have been such a good electrical engineer had he had the opportunity to um, go through with it. But um, so to go into engineering, I think it was my dad, but um, like in general to like go into like a male dominated um, field, I think it's just the background of having um, both my grandmother and just mom seeing through, like pushing through different standards that weren't expected for women to like succeed. So having that background of like just seeing women push through, I knew that going into this field, yes, it wasn't necessarily going to be easy, but yes, I could also do it. I mean, it's definitely I, just this year, um, there are some things you could see that are different between the like the treatment of girls in STEM versus the treatment of boys in STEM. You do get comments here and there that are a little um, out of line, I could say, because they're not necessarily helpful. You're already going through a coursework that's not necessarily easy and just having um, professors or just classmates around. Saying comments is not necessarily making it easier, but um, I mean, I, as a female, would just say go and do it. I mean, you have nothing to prove but to just yourself that you could do it. I mean, everything you do is just to prove to yourself. I mean, you don't necessarily have to prove to anyone that you're able of doing it. So um, I would say do it. I mean, I'm, I'm so content of majoring in a male-dominated field because to me, I feel empowered that I could do it, that I am one step closer to achieving my goals. So yes, those comments could um, can make you feel a certain way, but for me, I also use them to push through because it's just for me like, oh, so they think I can't make it. No, I have to prove to myself that I can. I can defy what they're telling me. And it's just a little setback, but once you push through, it makes you even feel better that not only did you prove them wrong, you proved to yourself that you could do it, that you do belong and that you could just push through. So. Um, I do recommend for girls to go into STEM. It's not as scary as they say. It is hard, but as long as you have the motivation and you have that spirit of like wanting to do it. I mean, even if you're not necessarily good at math or science, if you put the work to it and you just use your time management to go to the office hours, to go to tutoring, anyone could do it. It's just that you want to do it. It just takes for that voice inside of you to say, yes, I want to do it. Yes, I could do it. That's all it needs. There are going to be setbacks. It's not going to be easy. That's all I can say. But as long as you have the will to push through it, those comments, those individuals that don't necessarily want females in STEM, I think it all makes it worth it once you achieve your goals. So that's my insight. I'll let Kalina go into more depth. So. Um... I've been wanting to do engineering ever since I was little. Um, I used to watch the Chilean telethon. My mom is Chilean. I used to watch the Chilean telethon every year. And there is one year where I was like eight and I saw this, this like 18 year old boy fresh out of high school create a, a prosthetic working arm for this little girl that lost her arm in an accident. And I just knew I wanted to do something in, in regards to that. So I'm really interested in robotics and 
my mom really pushed me to get there. She always told me to never, because she knew, um, you would always hear these comments of like snarky comments that guys would be like, mm, you're not uh, capable of like going into STEM, of doing engineering. So as a young kid, she always told me, no, you're capable. You're able to do this. Don't listen to them. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong, but also like Veronica said, prove it to yourself that you can do this and persevere. So every time I hear like those snarky comments, I really don't let it get to me. I, I just find it funny at this point. It's just, they, they feel the need to make a comment. Um, and then just coming from an all-girl STEM school really helped because you would always hear these statistics like, oh, there's within male-dominated fields that like, it's only 5% women that uh, tend to actually graduate from uh, engineering, certain engineering degrees, especially electrical engineering. It's such a small percentage. And I was like, nah, all throughout high school. I was like, nah, that, that's impossible. How, how is that even possible? And then just coming here, you actually, when you actually see it, it's insane. It really is, but it just motivates me even more and to be like, okay, I'm one of the few, I can do this. I can persevere through this. And I'm glad to say that um, I've talked to other upperclassmen and they've been telling me that they've seen a lot more women come into engineering. And it's very, it makes me happy that like we're closing, we're slowly closing this gap. And I hope within the next few years, we're actually able to see a 50-50 of women and men going into these um, careers. Awesome. Well said. Uh, haters gonna hate. Pretty much is the gist of that. Uh, all right. Well, let's move into college life. Uh, what are ways to stay organized in stressful times? I guess just speak to like uh, kind of college life. You guys are juggling a lot of chainsaws with the uh, focus and connections and happiness and you know like how do you uh, what's your favorite part of college how do you what supports are there for you uh, what was the transition like uh, speak to any one of those questions if you guys can Aaron I guess we could start with you yeah definitely there, there's a lot to talk about there so college life uh, very fun there's freedom with fun, you can also get more stressed out and there's more responsibility. So you got to be careful with everything, uh, balancing your time, because, again, school is not mandatory. School is optional as a, as a college student. So make sure you're holding yourself accountable for your responsibilities. You know, find the right support group of friends who will help you to have fun and enjoy your college life but who will also help you to stay motivated and focused with your coursework so that you're not just enjoying the, the fun of college, but you're actually taking advantage of the academics and advancement that college is designed for to bring you to a higher standing from where you were before to give you that education that you can use for your future career. So finding the right group of friends, you know, classmates, people you meet, on campus or at the cafeteria or food court, or you you join a club and you find new friends there who have similar interests to you and can help you to stay motivated while 
those are some things to leverage and utilize in college when you want to uh, manage your time a little bit and to stay on track. Uh, I would say that uh, there are a lot of plenty of resources available at college. You have uh, different advisors and departments on campus that can provide support resources and you have full access to those as a as a college student and you even have a number of student organizations that you can join whether they be a video game club a dance club singing writing reading club uh, or an intramural sports club uh, or a professional or academic um, student life club that you want to join there are a number of things to join on campus so take take a moment to check things out when they're available at the beginning of each year each semester and you know join some initial activities they have to get you involved and then select maybe two at least one i would say it's my personal recommendation possibly two and if you're feeling if you're feeling very motivated, you can try three, but three might be pushing it. So I would say about two if you're you're trying to maintain a balanced schedule to get involved and find some friends, um, be involved outside of your academics, and give you give you that that full college experience that you you hear about in movies or from friends from family. It takes it it stems from your initiative to get out and be involved to make your experience your own there is no one college experience that's a standard for everyone college is what you choose to make of it as with most things you know however involved you want to be or however disinvolved you want to be is entirely up to you if you want to just go to school get your schoolwork done and call it a day that's perfectly fine. That may work out best for you. And that may be what you want to do. If you want to go to school and stay on campus until midnight and after hours and get involved with clubs and hang, uh, get social groups going, make some new friends and do all these things outside of your academics while balancing your academics, by all means, that's the experience you choose to make. So that that's just a little uh, fun fact right there. Well, not fun fact, but a little little tidbit I wanted to share and uh, I'll pass it on to Veronica and Carolina and I'll, I'll leave that question our college class is hard for the two of you to answer if one or both of you wants to answer that okay um, so for me my first year of college was obviously through zoom so coming into second year I was a little like nervous and like well I don't really know many people except from like just their voices so I was like what am I going to do so um, just as Aaron was saying I did uh, start joining some clubs just like he said don't push it because it might get a little bit overwhelming joining multiple um, so after I joined um, this biomedical engineering um, club I did start to meet um, really amazing people so um, yeah getting involved is one thing I would recommend just because I mean just as Erin was saying a college is something like every individual can do like their own life obviously everyone can choose their own path choose what they want to do what they don't want to do but um, going through college alone is something I don't recommend. Um, it could get a little bit harder just because um, for me it was harder to like meet people or like converse or like even do study groups last year to this year um 
that's why I'm for sure recommending don't try to do college alone it it does get um it does get overwhelming if you do try to um, do that just because it's just you yourself and it's not necessarily um, something I would personally recommend because aside from like your coursework getting hard, it's like you do see certain things slipping away. And yes, academics are important, important, but after this, remember, you're going into like your work field, wherever you're going to do. So after that, it's just like you're going to be an adult. You're going to have to deal with all the things adults deal with. So I would recommend just to enjoy your college years because um, you only do college once. Well, unless you do masters, but that's different. But um, yes, I do recommend getting involved. I do recommend getting uh, like your close knit friends. Um, as I do find that important to go through um, college. So I'll let Carolina answer more about So college life for me was very difficult to adjust because you go from high school, like my high school is very strict about uniform. You have to dress a certain way. And then going to college, it's like, oh, I actually have to plan my outfits. I have to actually schedule my classes, what I wanna do. And I have to, I have to be on top of it too. And also commuting if you decide to go to a commuter school you have to figure out okay I need to get my license I need to get my car I need to pay for insurance in case anything happens it's a lot and it's just trying to okay take a minute in and realizing that okay this is a transition and what Veronica said as well trying to find a group of people that you can like talk about this to so you don't have to go through this process alone because it can be very difficult at times and just being able to talk to someone with about this really does help and not even um about academics but it's just like your personal life as well just having a, a support system and to help like the, the college process and just making friends uh joining a club is an amazing thing to do I did join one club during uh the pandemic and unfortunately they it requires so much work that I have to drop it this year, but uh, I really did enjoy my experience. I met so many amazing people. They did help me like get a head start on different programs, like uh, um, programs like SolidWorks. They helped me a lot with that. And SolidWorks is a 3D modeling uh, software that you need as an engineer. Another program that they helped me is called MATLAB. You'll get to it if you end up becoming an engineer. And also, I would like to add on someone in the comments said is college class is hard. It honestly depends. I had a comic book class for my English class last year, and it was like the best thing I've ever have chosen for a class because all I had to do was read a comic book every every week and write about it, write about uh, like what I learned about it. And I, I loved it. It was such an easy area. But then these other classes like Calc 3, it, it's starting to get a little spicy, but um, you just, if you find a support group, it's honestly like you'll, you'll get through it. And although that might be fun, there are some moments where it's like, it can be fun. And it's just that, that's my advice really. Uh, great advice. Uh, I guess we're left. I'm gonna come. We can't forget about those. Oh man, what is that class called? I don't remember the name, but I originally signed up for a regular English class, uh -huh. and the professor retired. Like, and I just was automatically put into a different class, and 
and then on the day of the class he was like okay did everyone buy their comic books and I was like <laughs> I was like excuse me and, and that's how I found out and I didn't know it was a thing so really it, once you're in college a lot of your general ed classes can be those like fun classes so I highly recommend you doing that it's really it's a fun experience really wow cool yeah, you better read the comic book at least, guys. Don't be talking about Hugh Jack, Hugh Jackman, and you call Wolverine by his real acting. Oh, come on, you even, you even cheated on that one. What's wrong with you? Um, I guess our last topic is internships. Are you guys doing internships? What's the importance of internships? What, what kind of projects do you work on in internships? All right, we've made it to this question. We <laughs> surprisingly, with with three speakers, we made it to this question. Uh, I guess, uh, I, yeah, I can share a little bit about that. I have some internship experience, but just you'll you'll hear this from family, friends, teachers. Uh, others will tell you, "Oh, get an internship. Make sure you get an internship while you're in college. Go for an internship. 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 What's an internship?" whoever told you what an internship was. They've always told you to go and get it, but what's an internship? An internship is um, getting some work experience in with uh, a company that you could potentially work with after you graduate so that you're getting additional exposure outside of the classroom. And some internships are paid experiences, which are very nice. Others are unpaid, which are also nice, just not not as much. You're still getting the experience, but it's it's you're volunteering. You're 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 giving back to the community or the company or whoever is making use of your free time. That's something that you have to offer as a col a college student. You can offer free labor, and a lot of companies will take advantage of that. So, uh, I I've done both unpaid and paid internship experiences, and from both you do gain a lot of exposure that you will not get from your professors, nor from your textbooks, nor from your university. That's another way for you to not only build experience to help you when you're out, when once you graduate to land a full-time job, but it also helps you to build motivation by connecting your con the concepts you learn in the classroom from your textbooks to real life applications. And you learn even more of what you don't learn in your textbooks so that you, you get uh, you're, you're increasing your interest and again your motivation to pursue uh, to complete your degree and get into a full time job or career where you can do that every day, you know, the I, one of my experiences was a robotics internship, and I got to work all over the place. Um, I got to work on building escape room parts and that was crazy. That was fun. It was for free, but it was fun. And, you know, you don't get to learn that from a textbook or you don't get to work on that with your homework assignment. So it's really cool to get that hands-on experience to, to give you, to build up your resume, which is something you can learn about and talk about later. And also just, again, to, to increase your interest and your motivation for what it is you're doing. You're not just going to school because you have to. You're going to school because you want the education to put you in a position to do what you will enjoy and get paid to do in the future. So that's just a little bit to share uh, on internships. And then Veronica and Carolina, I'll let you go ahead and chime in as well. 
Um, for me, I actually don't have much of the internship experience. Um, I'm actually focusing on it this year to apply to um, different internships. Hopefully I get one. Um, but no, there. I can, I can for sure tell you they are important despite the fact that I don't have much experience in that realm. But um, as Erin was saying, it's something that you do uh, get to learn different things. You get to learn how the actual industry works because it's very different for you to sit in a classroom, gather the material and intake the material than for you to actually practice it in the industry because um, your classroom experience is going to be very different from industry. Um, I don't necessarily have that internship experience, but um, I used to have a part-time job in an aerospace company where um, I would see how the process would work, um, how every single like part was made, which is something I can connect now to um, one of the classes I'm taking. So it's actually pretty cool to see how, yes, you do use the knowledge you're um, learning in classrooms and how then it's taken into the industry. So it's, um, it's pretty interesting. So um, yes, once you get into your college, make sure to apply to internships and I'll for sure update <laughs> once I gather more experience on the internships. But I'll let Carolina, since she does have um, more on how internships work. So I've gotten two internships. The first one I got was during my high school, uh, my junior year. And I, for some reason, I wanted to be a paleontologist. I, yeah. And it was an amazing experience. I really got to work how fossils, uh, just like the whole entombment process. I wrote a whole research paper on it and it, it was presented to the science center. And I was able to manage, since I still wanted to do engineering, I was able to implement some engineering aspect into paleontology. So what I did was a uh, steaming sediment machine where uh, at the La Brea Tar Pits, they would uh, shake for the tiny fossils through a bucket. And it, would, it was a process that would take around a whole day just to get through a whole bucket. And I was able to quicken that process through this machine to 10 minutes. So it was, an eye-opening experience how you can implement engineering into anything and the second internship that I got was actually this summer with Snapchat and it doesn't really have to do much with mechanical engineering but there are some aspects that were placed into this so what this internship did was I was um it was like an academy as well it was paid um and like Aaron put nicely an unpaid internship he said it very nicely what it meant but um Paid internships are a lot better, just a heads up. And what we pretty much uh, learned was how to use uh, 3D modeling, but more in an artistic uh, envision. So like Blender and Maya, we use ma mainly that. And then we created uh, Snapchat lenses. And uh, our objective was to create um, these lenses for these murals all over Los Angeles. They should come out soon. And every, every time you open Snapchat and the maps, you'll be headed, redirected to the different murals and you can put a lens over it and it's 3D augmented. And that was an amazing experience. Um, but now I'm able to implement some of the things that I've learned into engineering as well. So really, although it has nothing to do with your major, I highly recommend just applying. You never know what you're gonna expect and what you're gonna learn. It really just increases your, your knowledge and, and your skill level. Um, you just see more of a, of a better applicant really. So just, just take everything in. 
uh, learn every little skill that you can because in a lot of work, in a lot of different job uh, settings, that's what they'll look for, especially within your resume. There's a section where you have to put all the different skills. If you know coding, if you know uh, like SolidWorks, if you know CAD, you have to uh, place that. And then uh, if you can, put how much experience in the, and you have to prove your experience as well. So I recommend from now, um, especially when you start applying for colleges, create a website and showcase your work, everything that you have done that you're proud of, like research papers. Um, if you created a website for this, your computer science class, you can, input, you can embed that within your uh, website. So I just highly recommend doing everything that you can, but having fun with it as well, within internships and to just keep applying. You just never know. Awesome advice. Uh, does anybody have any questions as far as my class on anything that was covered? Questions, type it in the chat. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I, I guess then we'll end it here right at 10 o'clock. Good job, team. Long distance high fives. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, I think that you might see some of these guys come up to you on campus and thank you for talking to them that one time uh, in second period at San Gabriel. Uh, we appreciate your time, continued success. Have a great rest of your day, you guys. Thank you for coming down, being on the Zoom with us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, bye-bye. Thank, bye. thank you everyone for, for hearing us out. Have All a right. good one. Bye. <laughs>